This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q2.4 PHT, Positive Habit Transfer, Ingraining Advantageous Tendencies in Others. There are 50 Q points in the Q source, and this one is my favorite. The year before COVID hit, finishing my first year at my job at American Honda, I was struggling to comply with the minute detail that was being required of me in reports that I produced. I had just gone over this Q point the week before, so the point, and more importantly, the story was fresh in my mind. Here, Dread states, and I quote, by nature, I am not a careful man, end quote. I understand. Dredd illustrates how positive habit transfer became meaningful to him through his instructor as he was taking flying lessons. I could see the necessity of paying attention to detail when flying a plane. Little details can make a big difference. My thought was, but I'm not flying a plane. My next thought was, so? Does that mean that the details are not important? I needed to shift my thinking. To me, cranking out reports is the same as flying a plane. And it's made a huge difference as to how I approach my job now. Dredd has written three main points regarding positive habit transfer. First, a man cannot give away what he himself does not possess. A habit is a regular tendency that is hard to give up. By regular, we mean periodic, in the sense that it is something done, or refrained from, at a measurable interval. A tendency, the something done, is a type of behavior or characteristic that has become so ingrained over time that a person engages in it without active thought, like lighting up a cigarette every time he starts the car. A habit, standing alone, can be positive, negative, or neutral. Through impact, the high-impact man helps other men discontinue their negative habits, minimize time spent on neutral habits, while initiating and ingraining positive habits. Second, guardrails allow a man to accelerate without crashing. Through positive habit transfer, the high-impact man helps others eliminate negative habits, become less distracted by neutral habits, and strengthen positive habits. Bricks are the positive habits that are joined into the routines that form a person's guardrails, which are the foundational precepts that protect and incentivize acceleration to advantage. To better understand the purpose of guardrails, picture those television commercials that depict a sports car whipping through the German countryside. The driver is always driving by himself in the dead center of those narrow, twisting lanes. You think, Man, would I love to drive like that, which is the point of the commercial. But then you see the disclaimer scroll down at the bottom of the screen. Professional driver on a closed course. Do not attempt. That's a good warning, because most of us do not spend our lives driving on a closed course populated by professional drivers. The roads we drive on contain all sorts of known and unknown hazards many arising from the amateur drivers with whom we share the road. Unlike those professional drivers in the commercial, 
no matter how prepared we are we can't drive in the center of the lane and we have to take measures to avoid being forced into a ditch finally through positive habit transfer we stand on the shoulders of giants by nature i am not a careful man my flight instructor through his years of experience recognized that trait in me and made sure to use a method of instruction that transferred the positive habit of pre-flight to me in a way that would stick he was a high-impact man a high-impact man will gain influence through the exercise of his own positive habits but to live right he must transfer those habits to younger men through the PHT so that they in turn can help others build their guardrails with that as an overview here's the substantive portion from a classic episode of the 43 feet podcast with dread and dark helmet talking about positive habit transfer let's go ahead and roll the opening and, and we're, we're back, back. <laughs> you're listening to 43 feet a podcast about leadership we believe that real leading happens out front but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Substantive portion of this podcast, which is positive habit transfer. Indeed, which is Q point. Q2.4 in our, if you happen to be following along with our idiotic numbering system. Right. That's in the second <laughs> quadrant, which is to live right. The statement yeah. for positive habit transfer is ingraining advantageous tendencies in others. Yes. The Socratics, which are three thought-provoking questions, are first, can you learn to do things right from a man who does things wrong? Mm. Second, what is the purpose of building positive habits? And third, what is the purpose in passing positive habits on to others? Yes. All right, so first, uh, a man cannot give away what he himself does not possess. Right. That's answered the first question. Well, if, if you don't have it in abundance, right, then you don't know how to give sure. it anyway. Yeah, right. It makes sense. Right. You can't get pennies from me pretty if tough, I don't have it. Pretty yeah. tough to do. So that's why the get right precedes the live right. Right. You're not going to transfer a positive habit that you haven't developed. So quick habit, you know, mm -hmm. a quick word on habits. That's a regular tendency that is hard to give up. Yeah. Habits can be good, bad, or neutral, right? Yeah. It's just a regular tendency. And by regular, we mean periodic. Mm -hmm. So the habit of bl blowing up on Facebook, <laughs> you know? Right. It's regular. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. That's right. It's regular, right? Yeah. All right. So pot, you know, negative habits are those things that adversely affect people who are engaged in them, mm -hmm. you know, yourself or people around you. Neutrals are, are things that, that don't have any effect. And uh, positive are those who have a, that improve the circumstances, right. right? So if you take an example would be driving, um, not wearing your seatbelt, that would be a negative habit. Yeah, or maybe to, even to, better texting while driving. Right. Yeah, there you go. That's one, definitely right? a negative habit. Be a better one. All right, yeah. because you could argue that that uh, seatbelts only affects you. Now, neutral one. How about chewing gum while you drive? Every time I get behind a wheel, I put a stick of double mint in. You know, right? Can't doesn't really affect it. anybody. No, maybe it relaxes yeah. me a little bit. Whatever. Right. It's not negative. Right. Now, positive habit. Uh, that's one that has a tendency to be advantageous to the individual or others. Yeah. You know, wearing a seatbelt is a positive habit. Yeah. Well, it's and, certainly advantageous to you. Certainly, and yeah. one which took me 20 years. Really? Yeah, I mean, I just, you put those signs on the road telling me what percentage <laughs> of the population said, and I wouldn't do it. You know, and my father-in-law broke me of that. Uh, that after right? I had my first kid, 
he said, oh. is, is it worth it to even mm. risk for a second being harmed so you can't take care of that child? He goes, unless you're thinking I'm going to do it for you. And I reached over and clicked it. Yeah. And I never unclicked it. Persuasive. He's a persuasive guy, good lawyer. All right. Through impact, the high impact man helps other men discontinue their negative habits, right? mm-hmm. take those negative habits and stop them, minimize time spent on neutral habits because they're time wasters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong right. with it, but, but it's on a good, better, best scale. Sure. Or you, you exactly. Yeah. And initiates and ingrains positive habits. Mm-hmm. This is the positive habit transfer, right. right? And you can do it in any way that works for you. You know, so we're not really prescribing a particular way to do it. Thank you. And we're also not prescribing particular habits necessarily. Like certain ones we, we do, right? You know, take care of your physical health, things like that. Sure. But we don't want guys to get too twisted up in the idea that, oh, they're telling me how to live. Yeah, exactly. Right. And some guys need a particular habit and some guys don't need a particular habit. Right. You know, whatever, whatever, we're not getting, we're not going there. Yeah. What, yeah. what we would say is. Right. If it's advantageous, virtuous, and virtuous, yeah, to you, right, your community, right, and we're, and we're going to talk about virtue downstream mm-hmm. a lot more, right. We haven't really talked about it that much yet, and part of the problem is virtue can be subjective, sure, and cause a lot of argument. What really setting the table for is how to be virtuous. What virtuous is is something we're going right. to take we'll, up later. We'll unpack because, that for you. That's right. Bit. All right, so. Positive habits transfer, however you do it, really starts with influence. You know, that was the, a couple of cue points ago. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's igniting a palpable desire for movement in the heart of another man. You know, so you influence him. He sees something that you do and some way that you say it. Right. He's like, I want that. Yeah, he goes, hmm, that makes sense to me. Yeah, that's, that's something that, that works. Now, that's why we say you got to have it right. to do <laughs> right. it. Right. You know, if yeah. we're running around saying it's a positive habit to work out every day to... But you don't. And you don't do it, well, not going to get very far with it, Well, right? you're impossible to believe. That's right. That's yeah. why you got to get right first. Yeah. You mu- it's, right. That's integrity, right? Second thing is staying right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a hymn is, is susceptible to backsliding into misalignment. We all are. And we all are. And once you do that, well... Come up with bad witness for whatever virtue it is you're saying. You should develop this habit. It's like, well, you don't do it anymore. Well, that's a very solid point, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> but it got early. That's yeah, right. Uh, and, you know, best way to do that, and we're going to talk about it actually next week, is accountability. Mm-hmm. So the way I maintain uh, positive habits or try to uh, is really to turn it over to other people um, to a great extent. Now, I have these positive habits that I'm able to do without much help, but there's ones that I need a lot of help with, and we talked about it. Versus, right. like, I don't want to fall right. into this negative habit cycle of social media rage. You know? Right, right. Uh, and and I have a lot of people around me to help me do that, mm-hmm. uh, including yourself, frankly. Yep. You've helped me immeasurably in that. All right. Now, let's talk about the second spur, which is that guardrails allow a man to accelerate without crashing. Yes. So, again, acceleration, you know, is important moving faster every day mm-hmm. um, without something to rely upon you would become cumbersome and slow. Like, you're like, wow, I keep having these traffic accidents. Right. I take my car out of the garage. How can I eliminate them? Don't drive anymore. Right. Well, if you don't drive well, that's anymore. That's one way. <laughs> and that's really the heart of sadclonism, right? Yeah. You know, you have a couple negative oh, yeah. reactions. And, Bump into a couple things you know, and you're like, well, I guess I just won't try. And it's funny, I keep using this example. It's like, you know, I had a little bit of a car accident when I try to explain pride mm-hmm. teachers and a little bit of dust up, you know. Well, I could 
not talk. And yeah, you know the backside of me. It's periodically I will say that. Yeah, I guess well, I just uh, that's it. We're shutting it down. Like uh, yeah. I say, well, I'm going to be more careful about what I say. I was like, I can't be more careful about what I say. I just have to try harder to say the right things yeah. and say them better. But I, I can't. If I want to make omelets, I'm just going to have to accept there's going to be broken eggs, and then be a man about it. Right. When somebody points out to me that I wounded them, to say, well, tell me how. Right. And not get you know all gitchy goony, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to you know, complain anymore. Getting off the getting off the Twitter sphere. That's right. You know? <laughs> Taking my ball and going home. Going home because I can't handle it anymore. Right. Yeah. It doesn't do me any good. That's so, hard. Right. It's hard. Yeah. So the image we use for this, if you want to read about it, and then the synthesis, I'll just describe it real quickly. Is those TV commercials for BMWs or Mercedes, whatever, show you this German car mm-hmm. whipping through the countryside, you know, and there's no guardrails, nothing. The guy's right in the middle of the road. There's like right. six cars yep. behind him. You know, he, you're like, wow, I want to drive like that. At the end of the commercial is like. Professional driver in a close course. Yeah. Don't try Do this. Do not attempt. Do not attempt. Yeah. Well, of course. Duh. Right. We are not professional drivers. Right. You know? No. We are amateurs in that sense. And we're also not on a close course. I, saying, I can't close the course. Can't close the course. <laughs> There's all sorts of people out in the road and things that are happening and distractions that are happening all the time. I don't have a helmet and a pair of glo- driving gloves on. I'm driving in a real world. Right. Man. You know, you know and, and it's funny. Every time that you see it in the, in the news or anything else, when people try to close the course... It always goes poorly. That's you know that's control. We talk right. a lot about can't do it. The distinction between control and preparedness. I'll buy my kid's way into sure. college, right? That's right. Blew up, right? right? I'm going to get my kids into Yale, right? You know, I'm going to close the course. I'm going to close the course by pasting their face on some hockey right. player's body. <laughs> 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 Look, it's right here. In the yeah, that's right. Wait, that's wait. what happens without guardrails. Now, yeah. guardrails are constructed from positive habits. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you look at a real highway. There are going to be white lines, and there's going mm-hmm. to be rumble strips. But in places that are particularly dangerous, like if you left the road, oh yeah, you'd leave the earth, right? right? <laughs> yeah. So, and you can have confidence in that if the road is wet, or if you came around a corner and there was a pack of hungry poodles there, and you didn't <laughs> want to run them down, that you wouldn't die. <laughs> that's that's an image I needed. I don't no, know good. why hungry poodles. It's okay. It's there. So. Uh, yeah, so you, that's that's yeah. that's why you construct these guardrails. They enable you to continue to accelerate, and you right. know. So my guardrails of accountability and shared leadership team, which I have with you guys, mm-hmm. mean that I can continue to do what I'm doing now, which is to talk without notes, without planning. Right. It's going to go out on the, you know, and if I leave the road and bounce off a guardrail, that's I'm okay. going to get back on the road and drive again. Yep. Hopefully a little bit more skillfully. We'll see. All right, third spur. Through positive habit transfer, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Yes. We're not making this up as we go along. No. Right? Now, the uh, little vignette in the synthesis is when I learned how to fly, mm-hmm. I had a very interesting flight instructor. He was a funny guy and had a great teaching method. Um, so the first day we go out to fly, you know, I've never flown before. And I tell him that, you know, he puts me in the cockpit of the plane and we right. trundle out to the end of the runway. We're at, this is at Fort Bragg was at the civilian field in Fort Bragg. So there's F-16s in the... I mean, right, it's it was a really professional. Not only professionals, guys in the pattern are like 250 knots. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm flying yeah. a plane that can't, at top speed, right. can't, he's going 120 <laughs> miles an hour. So he taking off, he, he didn't teach me anything about it. Yeah. I mean, literally got the end of the runway, taught me how to keep the plane straight using the rudder, you know, your pedals, because you steer mm-hmm. with your feet, and just pulls out the, the throttle. And we're, before I knew it, I took off. Yeah. You know, it took like 10 seconds. And he goes, that's how you take off. But he had spent spent 20 minutes teaching me how to pre-flight. Yeah. 
walking around the plane, the laminated mm-hmm. card, each step, you know. And I don't like the pre-flight. I just wanted to, you know, take off and fly. Right. And uh, one day I'm out there and I skipped a step or didn't do it fully. Mm-hmm. And he was standing there watching, didn't say a word. I get in the plane and the key's not in the ignition. I'm like, I need the key. He's like, well, you got to do the pre-flight. And I said, I did it. He goes, every step? And I'm like, sure, fine. Get back out. And I think whatever it was, I was supposed to, t- I was supposed to touch the empanage, the back, the back mm-hmm. of the I was supposed to touch it. And I didn't. I just looked at it. And uh, I went back and I touched it. I got back in. Key's still not in it. I'm like, what's the deal? He goes, you got to do the whole thing step by step. And I was mad. It's degrees. <laughs> right. Fort Bragg in July. And, uh, well, this guy's trying to impose rules, and that's like, no fun. No, I just and, thought he was being a jerk, yeah. right? So I get back in the plane, you know, much in the same way you get mad at me sometimes. You know, I get back in the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the pod packs, where she just made eyes raised, you know, face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> get back in the plane, and uh, he gives me the key, and then he says, why are you so mad? And I said, you didn't have to prove some kind of point to me. I would have, you know, I, I get it. So I, sk- I was just trying to go faster. Yeah. So I said, I'm not trying to prove a point. I'm trying to teach you respect. Yeah. I said, I respect you. He goes, not respect for me, dummy. Respect for the dead. I'm like, who are you talking about? He goes, every single thing on that card, on that yeah. checklist, is something a man died for you to learn. Right? right? And I, I thought it just it became yeah. clear to me that the checklist wasn't some drill. Those are things that killed people. Right. The reason why you have to, to uh, run your hand along the elevator that, you know, part of empanage that keeps you from, it's got a little stick that gets stuck in there. Right. There could be a dead bug in there. You couldn't see it. And it won't work right. And you, you'd be in flight trying to, and you would pull back on the, on the, on the, on the rudder. You try to get the thing to, to raise or go down and it wouldn't work Yeah. because something was, an obstruction was in it. A guy died for that. And I, it came totally clear. Yeah. And I said, what the heck? I get it. What do you call that? And he said, positive app transfer. This is what my instructor taught me. And I, I, right. I taught it to you. I, po- I t- passed it to you and you'll never forget. I mean, and that's where I learned that idea. And it's a, it is a way that a him transfers habits mm-hmm. to younger men. He learns them the hard way. They leave some kind of scar. And then he passes them to the younger guy, hopefully, uh, without leaving the scar, right? Right. Right. I mean, if you insist, you can have the scar. <laughs> but how about taking this? You can touch that stove as many yeah, times as you like. As many times as you yeah. like. But how about, how about taking this, this piece of wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it, that, that might help you yeah. avoid that. And if you insist, because, and I am this kind of guy, you got to make no, your own you. mistakes. Yep. You know, usually somebody tells me something, I won't listen to it, I make the mistake, and I go, boom, the guy was right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And you go, oh, I guess that's why he told me right. all those things. You know, going all the way back to the front of the podcast, it took a lot of effort. Yeah. For, for Mrs. Cox to convince me that school was worthwhile mm-hmm. and that I was playing a dangerous game with my future and that. I was not going to be happy at the consequence. Yeah. But she did convince me. Oh, yeah. She did convince Obviously. me. Obviously. Uh, well, I think so because, you know, I got out. I, I got out. That was a fine town to live in. It just wasn't my destiny. Right. It wasn't where God wanted me to be. And if I was still there, my life would be similar, different, whatever. It'd be fine. Be fine. But yeah. that's not where that's, I was supposed that's not to where be. where you're supposed to be. And because I was being a knucklehead, I was right. kind of stuck there. You know? And you, when you're a young guy... You That's, have some knuckleheaded yeah. habits, right? right? And you look at an old guy, and you say, ah, "Why are you doing all that?" Right? Right? You, you know, you, you don't, don't understand, understand me, right? You don't, yeah. or whatever. But you know, now that I'm 55, active adult, active adult, I comb my hair, brush my teeth, I wash my feet more than once a week, and I don't leave my fly undone. But I realize um. I am what I hated <laughs> when I was young. <laughs> Franklin, yes, sir. 
<laughs> you stuck on face radio. Oh, Dred, this is a podcast. It is. It is. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Thank you.